Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccemmet.org. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn to Philippians chapter 3 this morning, joyfully forgetting. Paul is saying you need to run after Jesus and not get distracted. And he kind of makes that clear in the next section, verse 15. He says, Therefore let us, as many as mature, have this mind. And if anything, or if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. So Paul digresses here just a bit. Not that he would take back anything that he said so far, but, but he does understand that everybody is in a different place. Everybody is in a different sphere, a different walk part of their life. And some people, they get, they get saved and man, they just go for it. You know, they, they're just intense. And God uses every different personality. I was thinking about this. You know, we're going through Nehemiah now on Wednesday night. And we just finished Ezra. And, and it was just a funny comparison as I was reading through Nehemiah preparing for the study. I saw how God used such different personalities. Ezra, he's getting ready to leave and he tells the king, our God is mighty and he protects those who love him and he's, he's against those who hate him and all that. And then he's like, can we go to Jerusalem? And the king's like, yes, go to Jerusalem. And then he realized, I just told him that God was mighty and he protects those who love him. And so now I can't ask for a military guard. <laughs> we just have to go. And so they, they had a prayer meeting. Okay, God, you need to protect us. We don't have a military guard. And they went and God protected them and God showed himself mighty. And they went there. And then when, he, when Ezra found that the people were, were sinning, that they were taking foreign wives and they were worshiping false gods, it says, I love this, it says that he ripped out his hair and he sat and he wept. Nehemiah, when he heard that Jerusalem was in a shambles, about 14 years later, 13, 14 years later, heard that Jerusalem was in a shambles, he went to the king. He said, Pay to build, rebuild the city. Send me to go rebuild the city. Send me with a military guard. <laughs> and so he was sent with a military guard. And, and then when Nehemiah found out that the people had taken foreign wives and that they were worshiping false gods, he rips out their hair. <laughs> you know, God uses all the different personalities, doesn't he? I mean, he just... And some of you are going to go on the mission field, no doubt. Some of you are going to do things for the Lord in full-time ministry, but not most of us. Most of us are going to be a witness in the place that God has placed us. Like Daniel in the court of Nebuchadnezzar. Or whoever. God will use you where he puts you and he will speak through you and he will use you mightily if you will simply say yes to Jesus. Yes, Lord, I want to do all that you have for me to do. So he says, let as many as mature have this mind. If, if, if you're at that place where you're willing to accept it, you know, sometimes we're, we're looking at the things that we need to do for our lives. We have bills to pay and we have, we have stresses to think about and we have all this stuff that we're working on and we're not really in the place where we're, we're ready to say, okay, God, 
I surrender all. Now, we sang that earlier, didn't we? I surrender all. I surrender all. All to Jesus, I surrender. And yet, when it comes right down to it, oftentimes we're like, I don't know. Everything but that, Lord. Everything but that one. Yeah. I surrender everything but, but my job. I surrender everything but my marriage. I surrender everything but my... You fill in the blank. And, and really what he wants, he's saying, as many as mature, you know, surrender it. Have this mind. But if you think otherwise, if you're not quite there yet, God's going to show you. God's going to show you. But, but here, notice what he says, nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. In other words, Paul's saying here, not to, not to lose the forward progress that you've made. You don't lose your momentum. Keep pressing, keep going, no matter where you're at. Keep following the Lord as much as you can. Forget those things that are behind. And have a single, singleness of mind to follow Jesus. Verse 17, he says, Brethren, join in following my example. Note those who walk as you have us for a pattern. Paul says something similar to the Corinthians. He says, imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. 1 Corinthians 1.11. We're more comfortable saying, don't do as I do, do as I say, right? Stuff like that. I've heard Christians say, don't follow me, follow Jesus, which I get what they're saying. But the reality is, is that as a Christian, people are always going to follow you. Whoever comes behind you will follow you. And you may not serve as a Christian, but you will always serve as an example. Either for good or for bad. We're all going to serve as an example, especially to those who look up to us, to children, to those important to us in our lives. They're always going to look to us, our unsaved friends and relatives. And so he's saying... You see my example, follow that pattern. You see, you see the way I walk, follow, follow that, as well as those who, who walk as that same example. In verse 18, he says, for many walk. So he's contrasting, there's this contrast here. You know, there's those who are walking and following the Lord. And we know those people, don't we? And we look at their lives, we see the, the fruit in their lives, we see the direction of their life, and we're like, you know, that's, that's a great person. But he says, many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind, notice this, on earthly things. They're setting their mind on earthly things. They're enemies of the cross of Christ. How Paul walked, how Paul ran the race was completely fixated on Jesus Christ and his completed work on the cross, his death and resurrection. The person who is an enemy of the cross of Christ has their mind set on earthly things, keeping these rules, keeping that diet, doing this, doing that. And if you you do all those things, that's what's going to make God happy. That's what's going to satisfy God's requirement. In the Bible, it says, no, that's not what satisfies God. Everything that we do is wretched in God's sight until we are surrendered to Jesus Christ. And we put all of our faith in him, all of our trust in him. And then he adopts us as daughters and sons. He puts his law upon our hearts and our minds. And we begin to walk differently by our new nature, not by our striving to make God happy. Where Jesus has satisfied God's requirement by dying on the cross. And we cannot add to that 
by the things that we do in the flesh. He says these guys, their God is their belly. They're completely focused and fixated on what they're eating, what their diet is, how they can make God happy by by eating the right diets. They glory in, in their shame. In fact, the the reality is, is even as hard as they try to keep the law, they're not keeping it. As much as they try to say that they're a good rule follower, they're not a good rule follower because none of us are. He says they, they set their mind on earthly things. You know, anybody who comes to you and tells you that you're saved by Jesus and is selling you a load of poo. We, we talked about that last time, right? Remember he says, count it, but dung. It's, 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 it's hogwash. It's a lie. And so Paul says that these guys are enemies of the cross of Christ. And they may be the nicest people you ever met. They're good people. But they're not ransomed. You see, that it doesn't matter. I mean, you could have somebody who, who is a Christian. I love C.S. Lewis described this in one of his books. I can't remember what it was. But he said you could have somebody who just lived a very wretched life. And they get saved and they're accepted before God, even though they're much more wretched than maybe a nobleman or somebody who is, who is civilized or, or cultured. And, and, and they're not saved. And even though they may act nicer than this person over here, this one is saved and that one is not. It doesn't have anything to do with how good we are. In fact, there are people who are not really great people yet in terms of human standards who are saved because they put their trust in Jesus Christ and He's doing a work of sanctification on their life. Little at a time, right? Not all at once. I mean, maybe He does it faster with others than, than, than others. But, but, but it doesn't matter how, how much you've done or how much you've worked or how, how hard you've tried or how good you seem to appear before everyone else. If you're not saved, you're not saved. And if you are saved, you are saved no matter how good of an example you are. You know, it was interesting. Vishnu Mangalati, he's an Indian Christian, did something with his students that I thought was classic because I think we have a hard time. You know, you're, you're saying, okay, so somebody could live a really good life and they could, they could give money away and they could help the poor and they could go to India and they could suffer and, and, and wash people's feet and, 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 and feed the poor. And that, you're saying that person's not saved if they haven't surrendered to Jesus and yet somebody who you know, used to be a drug addict and almost died because of a needle, so they go into a rehab center and they accept Jesus as Lord and Savior and they're still a mess, but they, they've, they've surrendered their life to Jesus. That person's saved and this other person who sacrificed their entire life is not saved? How is that possible? Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.